Greetings and welcome to America in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, Chief Content Officer at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of the Center Square Newswire Service. We are recording this on Friday, March 1st. Michigan and South Carolina voters weighed in on their Republican president presidential primary this past week, overwhelmingly supporting former President Donald Trump in his bid to reclaim the White House. On the Democratic side, Michigan voters unsurprisingly backed President Joe Biden for re-election, though there was a large faction of Democrats who voted, quote, uncommitted in protest of Biden's stance on the Israel-Hamas war. While Republican voters in Michigan get another shot in Saturday's caucuses because of the unique party rules in that state, it is Super Tuesday that most Americans are paying attention to. Joining me today to discuss what to look for on this coming Super Tuesday, when 15 states and one U.S. territory vote in primaries and caucuses across the country, is the Center Square's Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, Casey Harper. Casey, former South Carolina governor and U.M. ambassador Nikki Haley remains in the race against Trump, despite suffering big loss after big loss in the early primaries, including in her home state of South Carolina. Will Tuesday be your last stand? Oh, that is the million dollar question, Dan. Yeah, Nikki Haley has taken many, many uh, punches on the chin, taken on the chin many times and has remained standing. I mean, she has really not won a major state yet. She has peeled away delegates from Trump. And I mean, I could make the case in her defense if we want to do that. But there are a lot of Americans, a lot of donors, and of course, many Trump supporters saying, Haley, why are you still in the race? Um, And at Tuesday, if if things go the way that polling suggests they do, which is a sweeping win for former President Trump, then those question marks and those calls for Haley to drop out will only increase. Well, let's let's look at the states that are in play on Tuesday. It's it's 15 of them, which is a large number, of course. But there's also some giant states population-wise and delegate-wise mm-hmm. on the uh, uh, in play on Tuesday, including the two, two largest states population-wise in the country, California and Texas. In addition to those two states, you've got Alabama uh, on the GOP side only, Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. And there's also the U.S. territory of American Samoa. Don't want to forget them. Don't Can't leave them out, Casey. So, Appreciate your sensitivity, Dan, as so always. While, so while Trump can't secure by the numbers uh, uh, the Republican nomination on Tuesday, he can get real close to doing that. What are your expectations? Yeah, I mean, expectations on the votes. I think Trump is going to handily win these states. Many of these states are very friendly to him. It is possible that Haley is able to, you know, to steal away some delegates. That's definitely possible. She's not a a laughable candidate. She, you know, there are, she's not a candidate who's getting 1% of the vote, right? I mean, she has a sizable minority, not enough to beat Trump, but in South Carolina, she got about 40% of the vote, which is, I mean, that's a real, you know, I mean, (laughs) of course it's, a 20 point, you could look at it as a 20 point loss. But most of the time, you know, when you look at Biden's opponents, for instance, they're getting, you know, just a handful of votes, I mean, 1%, maybe a few percentage points, setting aside the uncommitted issue, which we can get at. Um, so she she is making inroads. She's pulling in a lot of moderates. She has a different demographic than former President Trump. And I think to many donors and Republican insiders, uh, Nikki Haley could be the future of the party, a woman who is able to hold some Republican values, but also bring in moderates, speak to suburban women, which have really become the swing vote in, in many important states. Suburban women, Haley, they think can reach um, those women in a way that pr- 
president, you know, President Biden just cannot. Um, so I think strategically it makes a lot of sense, but ideologically, when um, when it comes to values in the base, they see Haley as as untrustworthy. Many of them do. I think these attacks about the the warmongering and the Boeing connection that Haley has uh, are really hurting her pretty bad right now, especially with the fight over more Ukraine funding becoming such a divisive issue in the Republican Party. So in some ways, uh, it's a bad time to be a, a Boeing tied candidate running for running for president. But I, I think Trump's going to do well on Tuesday. I mean, from Haley's perspective, I've kind of come up with three potential theories to answer the question of why in the world is Haley still running, which is the question that many voters have. And I'll go through them really quickly, Dan. I'll try. Not, I'm not known for that. But go for it. Okay, the first is we know uh, that it's not beyond party representatives or party leadership to steal or kind of shift a primary one way or the other. Bernie Sanders supporters will well remember how, you know, and have complained that they feel that their um, primary was stolen from them and given to, uh, well, first really Hillary Clinton and then to Joe Biden. With Joe Biden, in the when he was running, uh, he was not doing well, but you know, the, the idea is that a lot of the party, Buttigieg and Kamala Harris and these got together and endorsed Biden because they thought that Bernie couldn't win a general. And so the party was afraid that Bernie would be too unelectable. So they really rallied against Bernie Sanders to put it forward a more electable candidate. So it's not beyond the pale that some kind of delegate switching, almost coup-like could happen within the Republican Party if Haley is able to get enough delegates to be competitive. That's one theory. Um, another theory is we know that former president uh, Donald Trump is facing nearly 100 criminal charges. He has court dates on the calendar. Some of these cases I've read through, you know, the documentation and the evidence, and they don't look good for the former president. Now, whether he can actually, they can actually get a conviction and all those things and whether the Supreme Court says he has immunity is up in the air. There's a lot of things up in the air, but it's it's without question that Trump is in legal trouble. And if some of those convictions come in, the party might be in a pinch looking for an electable candidate who has not yet dropped out. And in comes Nikki Haley. So, you know, those are two, uh, you know, two of the big ones as we're running, running low on time. But I think the, the, that's, you know, what could be happening there is she's just preparing herself, waiting to be the candidate in the wings. Um, and we'll see if it works. I mean, right now, though, she has to perform well, even if she doesn't win these states. You know, a lot of the, a lot of states in the primary have partial delegates where you can win some of the delegates. Um, and we're seeing that affect Biden with the uncommitted vote, which I don't know if you want to talk about that briefly, Dan, we can. But Let me, let me ju- just jump in on your two theories there first. I'm going to dismiss the, the first one outright. This is Trump's party. It has been Trump's party, whether you like it uh, or not. I don't see any sort of, quote unquote, you use the word coup. Anything like that coming at the uh, at the Republican um, convention in July, unless there is your second theory, unless Trump is convicted of a crime, then right. there's the potential um, for that. Because if, if Trump is actually convicted, which again is have my doubts about that, uh, are a jury of uh, twelve peers of the former president going to unanimously convict him on any of these charges? That all remains to be seen. Who knows? It's just speculation at this point. But I can see Haley as a viable number two to Trump if he is convicted, something happening there at the uh, Republican convention. Over to the Biden side, these are just, yeah, what happened in Michigan, those are just protest votes. I don't think in any way if Biden is the nominee, of course, there's questions about um, 
uh, Joe Biden's physical and, and, and mental health. Um, so who knows what's going to happen uh, uh, with there with that. Um, but if Biden is the nominee, I, those voters are not going to vote for Trump. They're not going to just the, the protest voters in these primaries are just not going to switch their allegiance to Trump. They'll stick with Biden. So I don't see that as a big deal. Closing thoughts, Casey, we have to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I think I would push back a little bit on it not on it not being a big deal, because while they will not vote for Trump, those protest voters may just not show up at all. A certain percentage of them may not be excited to vote. And Biden could find himself in a pinch where the moderates are upset with him about the border. And then on the other side, the left wing of his party is upset with him about his hand, handling of Gaza. And so while they, you know, those liberal voters may not turn out for Trump, they may just not turn out at all. Thank you for your insight, uh, Casey. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Casey Harper, I'm Dan McKillop.